So hello again everyone. Just check that you can hear me clearly. Brilliant. As usual, just let me know if that changes. So I'd like to um, unfold the instructions more uh, this morning, the instructions for our practice together. And uh, the first thing I'm going to say is a reminder of, uh, actually, you know, I'm going to confess straight away, there may be quite a lot of reminders of things that we've already said and, and, and just going to say again uh, in different ways. Um, but just a reminder of this, uh, of these really helpful attitudes that Nathan mentioned yesterday that we can bring to our practice. The, the patience and the playfulness. So that, you know, these are really like, you know, the, the two feet that our practice uh, kind of goes forth with, you know, the playfulness, the experimentation, the creativity, and the sense of, of patience, yeah. of just, okay, things are unfolding in their own time. Yeah. And with those two then, I'll add the third P, I can't resist, the perseverance. Three P's, yeah. playfulness, patience, perseverance, steadiness, continuity. Yeah. So sometimes, you know, and I can say in relation to, relation to the hindrances that I spoke about last, um, wasn't last night, was it yesterday? <laughs> um, you see, habits. I'm used to giving Dharma talks in the evening. So I'll refer to the Dharma talk yesterday as last night. Um, it's funny. Anyway in relationship to hindrances. You know, we can really say, okay, there's, here's a hindrance, might not be clear about what hindrance it is, and then I can bring these three Ps. Yeah. Okay, how, um, you know, how can these support me when there's restlessness or drowsiness, you know, when there's um, a strong kind of movement towards getting something or a, a pushing away of something, resistance? You know, how could I experiment and play with my attitude, with my way of relating right now? How can I see this differently? How can I uh, bring in just a sense of perseverance and of patience, of hanging in there, of the continuity, yeah? as, I, as, I, I, um, as I play and explore? Yeah. So just this, just this reminder, uh, hindrance or hindrances, and the three Ps, yeah, and kind of bringing them together with that interest um, and kindness that are, that are built into to that uh, can be really transformative. So that's one important reminder. The other one is, um, you know, that there's always a way of looking. Yeah? Whatever the experience, there's a way of looking. And just remembering, there's a way of looking, there's a way of relating right now that's impacting, that's shaping what I'm experiencing. So with all of this as reminders that are kind of our background, there are kind of framework yeah, for our practice. Uh, a little bit about about how um, how we practice, yeah, how we practice when we have an object of meditation. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to refer to the breath. Yeah, I'm going to continue referring to the breath. Um, but yeah. here's another reminder. I told you there's going to be a lot of them. I'm saying breath. Um, if you're working with sound, just, just put in sound. If you're working with body, put in body. If you're working with metta as your primary practice, put in metta. Okay? So um, well, the important thing is there's an object of, um, of, med of our meditation practice that we're using um, for the practice. And so with the breath, yeah, um, or with any object of mindfulness, there can be uh, different ways that the practice can unfold and it can be helpful to just be aware of that. You know? So one is we're using the breath or any other object as an object of mindfulness, right? It's what we intend to bring our attention to, so we have that intention. It's what we bring attention to. Yeah, so those are two different things. We have the intention and then we have the practice of, of putting that into practice. 
Um, and then we have the third step is when we notice that we're no longer with that object. Yeah. And we acknowledge, we recognize, and then we come back. Yeah. So three steps of uh, kind of what we would call mindfulness practice. Um, but it's a basis of any practice that we're doing. Yeah. We can relate to the object of our practice in that way, in this case, um, today, speaking of the breath. We can also use the object of our practice to deepen awareness. Okay, and this is slightly different. Okay, so in the case of the breath, we're using the breath to deepen awareness in the body. So deepen awareness. Usually, when we pay attention to how we pay attention, (laughs) to how we're aware of things. You might notice that it's, it's the tendency is to be aware here in the head, sometimes even in the front of the head. Yeah. Something you can become sensitive to. Yeah, that's where we tend to, to live, yeah, this part. Um, so we can use the object of our practice to deepen and widen awareness. So if we're using the breath or body awareness, we're deepening and widening the awareness. We've been doing this Um, with the body awareness as well, right? The contact areas, yeah? So we're already coming down into the body and then maybe spreading awareness and we'll do more of that today. Yeah, but also if you're working with sound, yeah, you're doing something different with the awareness, you're widening it to sound. So there's a deepening and a widening of the awareness that we can do through the meditation object. The third thing we're doing is that we're opening to a larger range of what things are. So I'm going to speak specifically about the breath here. Um, We can open to the breath, not just in the realm of physical sensation. So often when we do mindfulness of breathing, um, we kind of think of it really as if just the the physiological process. So the breath comes in through the nostrils and it goes in, down the throat and into the chest and maybe down to the belly. Yeah, and we'll meet the breath somewhere there. Um, we're actually kind of interested to open yeah, so the breath as an energy. So even that, the so-called physiological, I'm just going to say, we're, using, we're, we're aware of it via our mind. So what we're going to do yeah, in the practice is we're going to open to the breath as an energy. Um, and you know, we can say the life energy, the oxygen <laughs> spreading through the body. You know. so the breath is happening all over the body also in a physiological sense, right? It's bringing the oxygen in, going through the lungs into the bloodstream, spreading the oxygen through the whole body and then coming back again. Yeah? So we can have this sense of the breath is something that actually fl- is fluid. So the f- movement of the breath and the flow of the breath through the whole body. And we are um, opening to the breath as a resource. This is the fourth thing that we're doing with the breath. And again, same with body, sound, yeah, possibility of paying attention. This is a resource for us. So if we're looking at um, the breath, yeah, we can pay attention to the breathing or we can breathe in a way that is nourishing, that is resourcing. Yeah, we touched on it yesterday and I'll say more about it today. So with the energy imbalances, too much energy, too little energy, we can breathe in a way that either relaxes or calms, or that energizes. Yeah? And we do that naturally when we, when we notice. It's often a very natural thing that we'll do. Or we'll say to somebody else, if they're very agitated, we'll say, oh, just take a deep breath. <laughs> so we know that, right? We have that, uh, that knowing in us, but we can really uh, play with that more. Play with that more. And same thing, you know, if, if we're with sound, you know, we can pay attention to sound. Um, I'm just going to give these two examples. You know, we can have sound as if sound is coming to awareness and awareness is, is, is kind of more limited. Yeah? Or awareness is opening out to the sounds. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Do you hear that? <laughs> Great. <laughs> the realm of sound. Perfect timing. It just reminds me that we used to practice a lot, of, a lot in India. And one of, the, one of our teachers there um, used to say, you know, everything can be a reminder to practice. So he used to call, you know, in India, you hear even more honks than in Israel. In Israel, you also hear a lot. 
and uh, he used to say, you know, that the bus horn or the truck horn of mindfulness. Yeah, every you know, every sound can be a reminder to to pay attention, to to come to presence. So if if we're working with sound, yeah, the way we pay attention, yeah, can also be fluid. Yeah, so we can attend. If we feel, oh, I feel quite. Um, there's something quite contracted and quite tight today, so I'm going to play uh, with opening the awareness to the most distant sounds. Yeah, so I'm opening the space if that's the object you're using. Yeah, yeah? or I need to have, you know, actually I need to have more delicacy, more detail. Yeah, so I'm going to stay present in the body and receive. Let the sounds come to me. Yeah, and just receive the sounds. You know, receive them. Yeah? So you can I, hopefully you can feel the difference, um, and there's a playfulness there. So just to be clear, just like yesterday, the recommendation with a practice is if it's possible for you, work with the breath and the body, but it's not, it's not a good place for everyone all of the time. So if that's not appropriate for you, then you have the possibility either of using body or of using sound, um, or always using metta practice as well. So in order with the breathing, and I'm gonna try and just talk about breathing now, otherwise, <laughs> I'll be here talking to you forever for the rest of the day. Um, so to support um, working with the breath in this way, yeah, seeing the breath as energy, um, allowing the breath to deepen our awareness, particularly our awareness in the body, and using the breath as a resource or working with the breath as a resource, we're going to explore breathing um, in a way that feels more pleasant. And I'll say more about it, don't worry. Yeah. Sometimes it's like, what? We're going to manipulate the breath. What? <laughs> so it's a very light touch of invitation, of breathing in a way that feels more pleasant or more com comfortable or more nourishing. And we did it on the first evening. We've already done this. Yeah. We're going to highlight it a little bit more. Um, and for many of us, the way to do this, or to explore this, like asking ourselves, oh, can I breathe in a more pleasant way, may be a bit too abstract. We do this through breathing. Um, inviting the breath to be a bit longer, yeah. to be a bit longer. And, and, and we play with that, we experiment with that, and we find our, our rhythm. So the breath can be a resource, it can be a comfort, it can be pleasant. Yeah? This is all uh, really important and significant uh, insights for us. Yeah? That it's not just neutrality, it's not just things are happening and we're just trying to, to, to find our ground with them. Actually, we can attend to our experience and particularly through the breath in ways that, um, that nourish well-being. And so, you know, there's a very famous sutta, yeah, the sutta, Mindfulness of Breathing, yeah. Anapanasati. And here's a short quote from it, just to um, prove to you that I'm not making this up. Yeah. So, breathing in long, yeah, this is the Buddha describing the practitioner, yeah, practicing mindfulness of breathing. Breathing in long, she discerns, I am breathing in long. Or breathing out long, she discerns, I am breathing out long. Or breathing in short, she discerns, I am breathing in short. Or breathing out short, she discerns, I am breathing out short. Here's the interesting part. She trains herself. I will breathe in sensitive to the entire body. She trains herself. I will breathe out sensitive to the entire body. She trains herself. I will breathe in calming bodily fabrication. And she trains herself. I will breathe out calming bodily fabrication. So this, you know, breathing in a way, yeah, that's sensitive to the whole body. Yeah, so beautiful, already that sense of the breath. We, I was referring to breath as energy, yeah, the whole body, not just the physicality of the breathing. Um, and breathing in a way that calms bodily fabrication. So it attends to experience. The breath is a way of attending and meeting experience. Um, what's bodily fabrication, you may be asking? <laughs> What's calming bodily fabrication? Um, so we've used this body, we've used the word fabrication already. Yeah, the the way can, um, experience is made up, put together. 
shaped, yeah, made up not as in imagined, but made up as in made up of parts, made up of conditions, yeah, shaped, put together, constructed. These are all words for fabrication. Um, bodily fabrication is the way experience is shaped in and through the body. So it includes yeah, the bodily life itself, the, the sensations, but also the body and the mind, heart, are not separate. Yeah? So there's a relationship. When the body is calm, yeah, it's easier for the mind to be calm. Right? When the mind is calm, it's easier for the body to be calm. So if we learn to play with the breath in a way that supports bodily fabrication, yeah, calming bodily fabrication, so the bodily life yeah, is calmer, then that supports a calming and a settling of the mind as well. And so, you know, bodily fabrication, you know, it has these two meanings, the experience in the body and also the way the body um, itself is a fabricating factor of experience. Those two. Is that clear? Because that's an important point, and I've said it really quickly. I can't see all of you all at once, so you'll have to let me know via the chat if, if you need me to repeat that. Okay. So, this whole you know, process of fabrication and, and the way of looking. Yeah? So there's always a way of looking is connected to fabrication because the way of looking is part of what fabricates, yeah? creates a particular um, flavor to experience or a particular experience. So things like how the body is, you know, that's why we emphasize posture so much. You know, we don't just say to you, oh, you know, just sit any way you like. <laughs> you know, just let the body collapse into something and start meditating. No, we say like pay attention to the posture, because you know, the way, the shape of the body impacts the mind and the heart. Okay. So we want to meet the body, also the, the levels of energy in the body. Yeah, that's interesting for us. That's part of what contributes to experience. The mind state, yeah, really helpful yeah, to know what your mind state is. <laughs> You know, are you frazzled or relaxed? Yeah. That's a big difference. Yeah. And experience is going to get shaped by that. So, you know, it's good to know. And it's particularly good to know, yeah, for us, we're interested when we come to meditation to know what's the mind state, what are the energy levels, how's the body doing? It's kind of we're checking in with all these partners on the path. <laughs> Nathan likes to say the whole team, yeah? So checking in with the team. Hey, team. How's the body doing? How's the mind doing? Yeah. How's the heart doing? Now, yeah, what's present? And we just take time to check. And then we know, yeah, and we can do this also through the meditation, right? So we know straight away, ah, you know, maybe the body's tired, yeah, or there's this pain somewhere, or this discomfort somewhere. So I attend to that, yeah. Or there's restlessness. So I might choose a posture, yeah, if I know I'm coming in feeling really heavy, really tired, really drowsy. I might choose from the get-go to practice standing up. Yeah. I think Nathan touched on the fact that it's called the posture of no escape. <laughs> in many ways because you can't fall asleep. Or at least, you know, you have to be really good at falling asleep and in, 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 you know, in order to fall asleep standing up. Yeah. But it's also, you know, you're there. Yeah. You're there. So, you know, you might choose that kind of posture. You might choose if you have a variety of sitting postures. You know, what, what's, what's, what kind of is really in tune with the state of the body or with the mind state? And you also might either straight off from the beginning or during the meditation, if you notice, oh, there's this hindrance or there's heaviness. Yeah, or there's drowsiness, there's dullness mm -hmm. creeping in, to attend with the breath to that. Yeah. So, you know, you might do, I think I mentioned it yesterday, if you're feeling heavy, you might play with the breath and imagine the breath coming from um, the feet and up the body, yeah, coming in to the belly <laughs> if the feet feel too weird a place, 
I recommend trying the feet, it's delightful. But if it feels too weird, yeah? Breath coming in at the belly and going up. Upward motion, what does that do? Yeah. Or if it feels too weird to, to, to do it with the breath, the, the support. Yeah. Support coming up from the buttocks, from the seat and going up, rising up the body. Yeah. So we have this upward movement. Yeah. What happens if we do that? Or if you're feeling like there's too much energy in the system. Yeah. How about breathing down, rooting down, grounding? or opening the space with both of those this can work I mentioned it yesterday breathing in a way that opens up fills up the whole body opens up the whole body so we can yeah we can include the whole body in our breath practice and we can breathe in a way that fills up the whole body yeah we Imagine the breath filling up the whole body. We can invite it into the whole body or into particular parts of the body. Particular parts of the body. We can also uh, tune in to um, a frequency in the breath. We can breathe in a way that's nourishing. That's wholesome, that's friendly, you know. So the breath can become a meta-practice in itself, meeting the body with friendliness, meeting the body with care, as we feel the breath expanding through the body. We can also, uh, as I said earlier, with the feet, we we can sometimes um, experiment with inviting the breath to come in from different parts of the body. Yeah? So you might imagine it coming in through the feet and going up. You might imagine it coming in from the top of the head and going down. Again, depends on your, what, what's your range without judgment. What's your range of possibility? Yeah. And I said yesterday the Buddha said, you know, imagine white light coming in here if you're feeling tired in the, in, the, um, in the forehead or the third eye between the eyebrows. Yeah. So we could see what happens if we imagine the breath coming in and out there. What happens? You know, and, and with some, some kind of uh, balance and middle way there. <laughs> Sometimes I give these instructions and afterwards, and I get quite hyper when I give them. Afterwards people say to me, oh, you know, whoa, it was like being, you know, I just tried here and here and here and there and there and there. And it was like, whoa, I felt like so buzzy. <laughs> so, you know, keep listening to your experience. You know? Keep listening to your experience and take your time and go slow and listen to what would be helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've got a lifetime to practice, so you don't need to, to try everything out now. The most important thing is to listen, to be sensitive to what's in the experience right now. Yeah? Just what I can touch. What, can I, what I, I can make contact with, and then how uh, can I attend to that? What would be helpful in attending to that? So having a sense of the breath as a resource, as a nourishment, as a metta. Yeah. Giving ourselves um, room to experiment, yeah. to play. Um, noticing how, through the way we breathe, we can relax and open and energize all of those things. Through the way we we breathe, all of those are possible. And then just having a sense somewhere in the background of being aware, how does this impact my experience? So, as I said earlier, the body impacts the heart-mind, the chitta. The chitta impacts the body. And same with the breath. The breath impacts the body and the chitta. And the chitta and the body impact the breath. It's it's all a uh, mutually supportive relationship. All interconnected. So if we can find a way to bring more spaciousness, more ease, more openness, 
more wakefulness in one area of our experience with the breath, with the body, with the heart-mind, yeah, through the listening to sound. If we find a way to bring more spaciousness, more ease, more openness, yeah, more wakefulness in one area, that's going to impact the others. Yeah? Our experience is made up of, of these different parts that come together. So there's always a way of looking. And our practice can be uh, an exploration of deepening awareness in different ways, of resourcing ourselves, yeah. and of opening up the possibilities of how we view something. Yeah. So in this case, the breath, not just limited to its physicality. So that's what I wanted to say. Um, so let's practice together. I'll offer some guidance in the practice. You don't need to you don't need to remember anything I said. It's all being recorded. Um, if you need to um, to change posture into a meditation posture or you want to stretch the body, we've been here for 25 minutes. We're going to be practicing for about half an hour. So if you feel like it would be, you know, opportunity to check in with the body, would it be helpful to just stand up and sit down again? Um, then, then please do so. Stretch anywhere or anything. And when you're ready, then settle back down into the meditation posture. So as you settle into your posture, just making any adjustments that need to be made so that the body is as supported, as stable as possible. So we want to create a, a good base for the body. If you're sitting on a chair or in a kneeling position, just cross-legged, just notice that the space between the legs is, is the right, right space so that the body's balanced. Feet and legs are not too close together, not too far apart. You really get a sense of the support these three points, yeah, the buttocks on the seat, and then either the feet or the shins or the knees, depending on your posture. And feeling those sensations of contact as a support, as a way of grounding the awareness in the body. Checking in also with a balance of uprightness. Uh, we can feel the support rising up from the seat, from the floor, up the back of the body. Feeling the uprightness of the body unfurls upwards. Same time, the body's opening and loosening, releasing any unnecessary tension. I 
finding the balance between uprightness and ease in the body. And as we do this, the awareness opening into the body, spreading into the body, widening through the body. Within this awareness in the body, so we're opening the awareness through the whole body, if we can, getting a sense of the whole body. And within this, including the flow and the movement of the breath. Or if you're working with sound, this is a good time to open to sound. We're feeling the presence, the movement of the breathing in the body space. We'll take a few moments just to feel that. very gently we're going to invite, just invite the breath to be longer. So we're not forcing it, we're not straining it, not putting pressure on the breath, just inviting it to be a little bit longer, to come a little bit deeper into the body. We're welcoming it to be longer. Maybe at the same time as we do this, we're inviting the breath to be longer, to be deeper. We can feel the energy, this aliveness of the breath carried more fully, more deeply into the body, opening the body. As the in-breath lengthens, the out-breath also lengthens. Feeling the release and the letting go of the out-breath. Just breathe in this way for a little while. Taking your time patiently. Not about getting it right, it's about the exploration. What happens when you invite the breath to be a little bit longer, deeper? To spread and open through the body. As you do this, just noticing there's any pleasantness, any soothing, nourishing aspect of breathing in this way. 
there's any pleasantness, any comfort, any calming or nourishing that comes with the breathing in this way. Really opening to that. Inviting the breath to become as pleasant, as comfortable, as nourishing as possible. Breathing a little bit longer. Noticing what supports the breath to be pleasant and nourishing. As you do this, the awareness is wide and open through the whole body. And the breath can be invited to fill up the whole space of awareness. As you breathe in, feeling the energy of the breath, the aliveness of the breath, filling up the whole space of the body, nourishing, soothing, comforting. And on the out-breath, feeling the letting go, the expansion, whole body relaxes a little bit more.
breath filling up the whole of the body space, opening, easing, enlivening. Tuning in to the pleasantness, the comfort. The nourishment of the breath. There's any sense of imbalance in the energy. A lot of agitation. A bit more emphasis on the out-breath, more attention on the out-breath feeling the body relax and open, feeling the letting go. On the in-breath, feeling the whole body, space of awareness growing large and opening with the breathing. And the whole body, wide, spacious, open. There's drowsiness or dullness, low energy. Feeling the enlivening, the invigorating aspects of the longer breath, particularly the in-breath. What happens when you feel the breath filling up the whole space of the body, brightening up the whole space of the body? happens if you feel the breath as a upward movement through the body filling up the whole body from the feet to the top of the head spreading out to the whole body space or the breath is a bright warm light coming in between the eyes Writing up, filling up the whole body. You can do the same with any tension in the body, if there's some tension gathering. What happens if you soften around it with the out-breath? And you hold it in tenderness as the breath fills up the whole body space. Letting the pleasantness of the breath hold and caress the area of tension. Soothe. Maybe gently ease and open. the longer breath and tuning into the pleasantness and the comfort of the breathing, the nourishment of the breathing. If you notice that there's something that could be attended to with a breath, tension in the body or imbalance of energy, gently including that, attending to that with a breath.
if there's distraction that you become aware of, it's recognizing, acknowledging that. Seeing if you can relax into the moment, bringing in interest and kindness. Is there any pull away from experience and can we relax that away from this moment and the simplicity of the breath? Can we relax that? Gently reconnect to the body and as wide a sense of the body as possible. Reconnect to the breath. and the possibility to breathe in a way that's nourishing. Wide, sensitive space of awareness in the body. Breath flowing in and out of the whole space. Nourishing. Comfortable. Pleasant, long, and deep. You may notice that every once in a while the breath, the body might revert, go back to a habitual way of breathing like the awareness comes back to being smaller. It's the habit, and we open out again. And we notice with the breathing, is this the most pleasant way of breathing that's available to me right now? And just playing with the breath. The rhythm, the depth, the smoothness, the length. And I breathe through the whole body. And can I breathe in a way that's nourishing? That's the experimentation. That's the play right now.
right now in this moment, inviting the breath to fill up the whole body space, savoring any pleasantness, any well-being, any nourishment. That's available in the breath, through the breath, in the body. taking your time to transition if if you wish to transition of course you can carry on meditating so in a few minutes uh, we'll have time for uh, optional questions for those who wish to stay I just want to say a little bit about the walking practice before that. Um, so, yeah, I think Nathan spoke very convincingly of the walking yesterday. And just to, to kind of add that reminder, yeah, it's often where we get pulled away from the practice. And, and it has so many opportunities, offers us so many opportunities. Yeah, one is to see uh, the support that the sitting together offers yeah yeah the, the, the difference between um, a sense of practicing on our own and practicing with others and, and it's particularly kind of profound in, in an online retreat yeah that there's that sense of difference yeah. and so acknowledging that and saying okay how do I work with it yeah. so I think I've seen some of you do this you could actually choose if you're if you're walking inside um, continue to walk in the Dharma hall yeah, you can leave your camera on and you're walking and everyone else is still present yeah, with you. So that's one option that you can have. Or you can explore kind of having a sense of others. Yeah, all across the planet now people are doing walking meditation. Yeah. About 50 of them on this retreat with me. So we're walking together. Yeah. So we're using the capacity that our mind has to fabricate experience yeah. in a really... Um, wholesome way and so today the encouragement with the walking practice is intimacy yeah, in detail so um, we can you know always you know notice if this is right for you yeah try it out notice if this is right for you um, but there can be so much beauty in the walking and there can be the sense of beauty of the whole body moving and of the meeting of, you know, foot and earth. And we can also go more into the detail, the subtlety of the movement. So it can be, okay, we notice today the detail, the subtlety, the refinement, and what happens when we do that. Yes, that can be one angle that we bring in. We can also tune into the pleasantness of walking. Yeah. What's pleasant in the movement of walking and can I tune into that just like we were doing with the breathing right now? You know, how can I walk in a way that also highlights that? Yeah. Emphasizes that well-being. So, 
pleasantness or nourishment in the movement of the body, in the walking practice, uh, detail, subtlety, refinement, noticing the capacity we have to refine attention, make it more in the detail or more wide. Um, and yeah, and play with, with what brings more pleasantness you know, or nourishment. might be the, that, you know, that wideness, that sense of the whole body walking, might be the sense of the detail of the actual footstep, you know, all the sensations that make up a step. Yeah. And the lens is a lens of curiosity, playfulness, interest, kindness, yeah, and enjoyment. Yeah. So it's not a microscope of I need to find every single sensation that makes up a step. It's more of like, ah, what is this? Where's the, where's the joy in it? Where's the pleasantness in it? Where's the beauty in it? So yeah, let's enjoy. Let's enjoy the practice. Let's enjoy the walking. Let's enjoy being alive as much as we can. Yeah. Tune to that, incline the mind to that uh, today. And um, yeah, and we'll open up to questions in, in a moment. So if you, um, if you wish to go off, care for the body, do your walking practice, please do. If you want to go care for the body and come back for the questions and responses you're welcome to and if you wish to stay um, we'll begin just very shortly once the, the hall settles down uh, with people uh, staying or leaving and and you know the wonders of the virtual hall like I said is you can stay and do walking practice and you're not going to disturb us yeah. thank you for listening to learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.